Today I want to <clears throat> take another step in the back to basics. And this message really was, the seed of this message was right, I got it right after our last Sunday service. I was standing back and back and I was talking to my daughter-in-law, Kaylee. And as I started talking to her and describing something, it hit me. This is a message. This is the message. And so this comes off that conversation, that brief conversation that I had right before I left here last Sunday. I want to say that I see people, especially Christians, that they're living in despair. Very little joy, very little happiness, and very little overcoming power. And that bothers me because we're, we're to be Christ-like. We're called to be sons and daughters of God. And if we're called to be sons and daughters of God, we should exhibit some of the nature of our Father. Am I right or wrong? And I watch people, it seems like they can never, ever climb out of the hole that they've dug for themselves. Now, a lot of you remember that. You've dug a hole, you've got to get out of it. They've dug a hole that they themselves, they have a difficulty getting out of it. And they can never see their future. Why can they never see their future? Because their face is against the wall of the hole they have dug. So all they see is that darkness. All they do is <coughs> see that surface of, uh, of the dirt that they've dug out and around and about. So what are you trying to say to us today, Bishop? Hear these words of a prophet called Randy Travis. Randy Travis sang a song, and I'm going to read the words. I'm digging up bones. I'm digging up bones. <clears throat> Exhuming things that are better left alone. I'm resurrecting memories of a love that's dead and gone. Yet tonight I'm settling alone, digging up bones. Are you hearing that? That is prophetic. If I've, if I've ever heard anything that's prophetic, that is it right there. That should speak to you. We see it as a lyric and we see it as, a, as, as something that's sung, but it's saying something valuable here. What do you mean? We have become master archaeologists and going back and getting the artifacts from our past, getting artifacts from others' past, remembering those things that do not need to remember and bring them out to expose them to the world. We've become master archaeologists. And it seems like the more we see, the more we want, and the more we want, the more we try to get. And it, it somehow satisfies our need to, to, to uh, for grandeur. Maybe we feel like it makes us great to dig up those things that need to be left alone, exhuming those things that we have no business digging up. You say, well, why is that so important? I'm going to show you here in a moment because it's not God's way. Can you turn to somebody and say, it's not God's way? And say, I don't want to be a master, a master archaeologist. Ezekiel 37, 14. This is, I'm going to use a twist on this. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of dry bones. These were dead, dry, forgotten bones. 
dead, dry, forgotten bones. Say it. They were in the past. Now watch. And he caused me to pass by them around about. And behold, there were many in an open valley. And lo, they were very dry. Not just dry, very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Now this is important. And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Now watch. And again he said unto me then, prophesy or speak. And when you speak, that's indicative of using words. He said again, say unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Can they live again? You better believe those bones in our lives, the ones that we've buried, things that should stay buried, we can speak to them and bring life. Remember this, the dead doesn't speak. Say that back to me. The dead doesn't speak, but we can give them a voice. Things that should stay in that, in, that, in that dead realm, we have to speak life into it and bring it back up. When you dig up instead of planting good seed, when all you're concerned about is digging up those things, and when I'm saying that, I'm talking about in your own life. There's things that you keep going back to. It's your go-to. When you dig up instead of planting good seed, this is what happens. You wonder why in the world is my business falling apart? Why is my marriage seemingly on the rocks? I don't understand why my little wife's not happy and my husband's not happy or my children are not happy. The Bible is very clear in Mark 3, 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house... Now he makes it more personal. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Are you hearing this? You wonder why our homes are falling apart. You wonder why businesses can't make it. It's because there's contention. There's, there's, there's always wanting to dig up something that's better left alone. We're trying to exhume these dry bones. And in the, in the negative, we're prophesying to dead dry bones that need to stay dead and dry. We don't need to give them life. And so because we bring up these issues in our life, it divides our household. I've seen households divided on politics. They should leave it alone. Let those dry bones stay. They get divided over, over relation, inner relationships that they have in their family. They get, they get all bent out of shape because somebody in the family's got more than them. Hear me when I tell you, it will divide a house. What will divide a house? <clears throat> Well, we humans just cannot leave well enough alone. You say, where's this message coming from, Bishop? It's coming out of my spirit. We can't leave well enough alone. We keep on having to flip the nose of the bear, tweak the nose of the bear. We just keep on. I used to do that with my dog. I had a dog and a little female a spitz mixture, and I she she'd come out of her out her little door, and I was in the basement, so I'm about face high. I used to slap her, slap her, you know, playing with her. And one day she decided that was enough. I couldn't leave well enough alone, and she bit through my finger. 
There's a lot of things we need to leave alone. And if you don't, it'll bite right through your life. It'll bite right through your happiness. It'll bite right through your joy because we just can't leave well enough alone. You know, there's sometimes when you're in an argument, it's better just to shut up. Excuse that expression. But it's just better to, to close your mouth because all you're doing is making it worse. You're just making it worse. Listen to this. Matthew 12, 36. Stay with me. I'm not going to be here a long time today. I don't think it takes a long time for me to get this point across to you because many of us have become master archaeologists and we can't live without finding those old, old artifacts, those things that we should leave alone. We keep bringing. Do y'all remember the curse of the mummy, the movie, the curse of the mummy? What did they do, Pastor Kenny? They dug up a mummy that should have been left alone. There are things in our lives, I hope I can remember this, you have to remember, there are things in our lives, it's like the curse of the mummy, we dig it up to expose and here comes the curse with it, because it would have been better to left it six feet under, buried in the sea of forgetfulness, but no, 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 we can't do that. But Matthew 12, 36 says, this is how important it is, because when you speak life into them dry bones, <clears throat> But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account for it in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be, shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. What is doing it? Your words. And sometimes you're justified and sometimes you're condemned. But I'm going to tell you, when you start speaking words over dead things and they come back to life, it will become a, a, a torture. How, when will we learn? Matter of fact, because we see these things and we have to bring them to light and we have to say what I've heard this song all my life. I just speak what my mouth has a mind of its own. No, your mind does not have a mouth. A, your mouth does not have a mind of its own. Your mouth is connected to your brain, hopefully. You need to learn what you're saying. Quit bringing things back up. What do you mean? We just recreate, watch this, Pastor Mike, we just recreate some of the most distasteful things with our words, bringing them back. My God, bringing it back. I can't believe you, Kenny, bringing it back. Can't believe you, Ariel, bringing it back. And we always go back to those things that we should leave alone. Now, let me just say this. If God has brought you out of something or brought you from something or help you to solve something, you need to leave it alone. If God has solved it, you need to step back, leave it alone. Don't exhume something that needs to be left in the grave. God, this is so important. This message is very important because we don't think when we bring things up how it affects us, mostly us and then other people around us. Isn't that right? Matter of fact, with our words and with us speaking to those dry bones, we create an atmosphere. We, cre we create an atmosphere. We create a picture. So things that were dead, Pastor Ariel, things that were dead, Sister Kathy, we bring them back with our words and paint a picture so everybody can see it in living color. It becomes alive again. Even though it's dead, yet shall it live because you've spoken to it. This, I've never heard anybody preach it like this before. This is something the Lord just nailed me with Sunday. 
because we keep on, well, I tell you, I just feel so bad. I know this is the way it is. It's always been this way. And we keep on thinking, well, when's the next pain going to hit? We keep digging up bones. So we create an atmosphere. We create a picture. And not only for ourselves, but for other, everybody else around us. Do you remember what Sister Kathy did 10 years ago? My God, that's Sister Kathy. She really, Pastor Mike shaking his head, she really hurt me. I mean, she put it to me. Now, that which was dead, gone and probably forgiven and spoken about, now I've brought it back and painted a picture for other people to see. That's wrong. So we create that picture. And here's the problem with it. What we say in speaking to dim bones, words have no time. What do you mean? They can go into the past, they can be in the present, and they can be in the future. They're dangerous. They can go into the past, they can be in the present, or they can go into the future. But hear me when I say to you today, <coughs> words can dig up bones better left alone. How many people would say that's true, Bishop? Well, you need to live it. You need to hear yourself talk sometimes. You need to record yourself when you start digging up bones. I'm digging up bones. Well, what are you doing it for? Obviously, you're getting some sort of satisfaction about hearing how bad you used to be or how bad it was. Well, I don't want to talk about how bad it used to be or how bad it was or how those people treated me. I want to know that God is on my side and my future is far brighter than my past. Matter of fact, listen to this. A family, you get them together and they start to get in an argument. You, somebody might just might as well shout, shout out, everyone go get your shovel. When they get in a, just shock them. You see them all fighting. Say, everybody go get your shovel because I know there's going to be some bones that's going to be exhuming here. As soon as they get into a, a match, the only way they can strike back is going into the past. And digging up bones, I'm digging up bones. Why? Because I know that that bone is a tender spot to Pastor Kenny. I know that this bone really gets Sister Kathy. I know that this bone nails Pastor Mike. I know that this bone is going to ruin Ariel. Take that smile right off his face. But I'm going to tell you, it'd be better to leave that bone buried than to use it in that way. It's not beneficial. Matter of fact, every day we're living out that song, Somebody Did Me Wrong song. We're constantly living it out. We're constantly bringing it back. We're constantly reminding ourselves of what, what it was. I mean, I have, have you ever rehearsed an argument with somebody over and over in your mind? Let's be honest. You have, Pastor Kenny. So I have I. You rehearse it over and over again. Matter of fact, you, you dialogue with yourself. You debate with yourself. And then all of a sudden, after you've done that so much, you finally come across that person that it's all over with for them. You just explode. You explode because now you've lived it every day. You've went out to the graveyard and dug it up, buried it. Dug it up, buried it. Dug it up, buried it. Can I say something else that you can really understand? This is not in my outline. But I'll ask Pastor Michaels. He probably can give me some wisdom here. If I go out and bury a body, now it's not been fixed up by the funeral home. It's just a body. 
I, it doesn't matter if it's an animal or a human being. If I bury that body for three months and I go back and start to dig it up, can you tell me what I'm going to encounter? Thank you, he said it. Decay and stink. What I'm trying to tell you is there's a lot of things that are distasteful and stink in our lives and in the sphere of our relationship. And as long as you leave it covered up, nobody can smell it. But as soon as you start to dig it up, get ready for the smell. And it's going to fill the house and the house will be divided and a house divided against itself cannot stand. And a house filled with that stink will not survive. Well, what do you mean? Well, I'll tell you what, my husband, he, he looked at a girl 10 years ago. And that, that look he gave her just sent chills down my spine. Now, 10 years later, and he's 80 years old, you wished he had looked at some, something. Are you hearing me? It's amazing. how I tell you what, Pastor Mike one time was supposed to cut the lawn. Instead of cutting the lawn, he went playing golf. Yeah, I hold it against him. When did he do that? Oh, now on to 20 years now. But I've never forgotten it. The Hatfields and the McCoys, you know why they stayed in a battle? Because they kept digging up bones of something that's been gone. I think it was somebody poisoned a hog or something. I don't know. It was something stupid. Digging up bones. But I'm going to tell you, digging up bones will destroy a friendship and even a great marriage. It'll destroy a relationship. Matter of fact, let me put it on this real important factor. Digging up bones will destroy your spiritual walk because God's not going to work in your stink. Yea, Lord, he stinketh. God's not going to work in that. He's not going to work in your mess. He's not going to work in, in anything of that nature. Matter of fact, he, he instructed the children of Israel not to touch a dead body. Not in being the service of the temple. Am I right? But what do we do? We got to dig it up and dress it. We got to make it look good. We even try to perfume it so it don't stink as bad. But I'm going to tell you, once you present it, it's going to bring a stench to the household. It's going to bring a, an irregularity in your relationships. Uh, matter of fact, can I share something with you just for a second? A pastor was teaching from his pulpit that if you have a sin, you should explain it to somebody or tell somebody about your sin. Confess your faults one to another. And he said, that's so releasing. What do you mean? Well, if the wife asked his husband, the wife asked him, on the way to church, tell me something, a deep, dark, something that you don't want to tell me. The problem with that is, are y'all ready for this? It solves nothing. Unless you're ready to handle the truth and deal with the truth, that solves nothing. It's better to leave those bones alone. What do you mean? Well, 10 years ago, I hugged somebody. So he says, because you tell somebody that, then it holds you responsible because they have now heard it. So now you can't get away with it. Is that a reason to be honest? It makes no sense to me. I do what I do because I feel to do it or not to do it. I don't want to dig up bones. I don't want to create bones. Are you with me? 
it'll destroy your spiritual walk. The Bible says in James 3, verse 1, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that you shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. When you can hold your tongue, you can bridle the whole body. Watch this. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole bodies. I'm trying to show you how important it is what your tongue can do to you and how your tongue can become a shovel. Behold also ships which, though they be great, are driven with fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth, wherever the captain wants it to go, that little bitty helm. Now he qualifies it. So even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire and a world of inequity. So the tongue among our, and so is the tongue among our members that it can defile the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. Do you hear that? It's all about what you give life to. You speak to them bones, you dig up them bones, you give them life. You have opened a whole hell for you. What you dig up by your words can change your destiny. And you need to know that. Digging up, dig up thoughts and actions of yesterday will bring despair. I don't know how much time I've got left, but there was a man called Elijah. When you worry about despair, the Bible says in 1 Kings 19, verse 4, after, after Jezebel railing out at him, here he was, the prophet of fire, and now Jezebel makes threats. But he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough, O Lord, take away my life for I'm not better than my father's. Do you hear that? The prophet of fire, he dug up some bones. He went back into, into the, the, to the, the prediction of Jezebel, saying what she was going to do, digging it up, rethinking it, mulling it over. And all it did is cause the prophet of fire, Elijah, despair. I'm about to close. I want to close with this. There were some people that this one woman, all she could do is live in the, in the boneyard. And for 42 years every week, a man named David Thomas slipped a love letter under the door of his neighbor, Rachel Jones. But each letter attempted to mend the lover's quarrel that parted them when both were 32. They had a lover's quarrel when they were 32, and the note was put there to try to mend the quarrel. But Rachel Jones wouldn't even read them. She burned each letter and refused even to speak to her suitor. 32 years, say it, 32 years. When David finally summoned courage enough to knock on the door, he proposed to her. She accepted both were 74 years old when their marriage finally came and they wasted 32 years because she kept digging up bones. Now the final, in the final, in the final statement of this, she got a little happiness, but now she's so old, can she enjoy it? 
Don't wait too long. Quit digging up bones. Bury them deep. And forget where you've buried them. I'm going to say this statement in closing. Stop sabotaging yourself. We're doing it to ourselves. We think that, oh man, I'm just, uh, this is just chance. This is just a luck of the draw. No, you're doing it to yourself. Especially you go out and all I can talk about is what, what, what should be left buried. I keep bringing it up. 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 And I've been subject to that. I'll admit it. I've opened my mouth and done it. But it's better to go forward because God is a forward God. He doesn't move in reverse. So I'm not going to speak to those things that are dead. I'm going to speak to those things that are alive. Keep it buried. Boy, I've got some sins in my life. Who do I confess it to? Confess it to the Lord. Let him deal with it. You confess it to your friend, your friend will have another friend, and they'll all be big digging up your bones for the rest of your life. You say, well, that's not right. They, Christians would never do that. Well, in a real, in a perfect world, that's true. But we don't live in a perfect world. Have you never had somebody say, I'm going to tell you something, but don't tell no one. And that's the third person down the line. Even Jesus used, used that psychology when he said to the man, don't go and tell no one that I, that I healed you. And it reversed. He went and told everybody. So today I'm going to pray for you. For some of you that have become master archaeologists, you've, you have been listening to the bones talk. They say that bones can tell a story. Well, they're certainly going to tell a story today if you keep pulling them out. Father, I'm going to ask you right now to touch them. I'm going to ask you to strengthen them. I want to allow God allow them to see their, their, where their, their digs are not helping them. The digging, they're digging a hole they cannot get out of. <clears throat> and they're stuck in that hole with those same old bones. God somehow released them from that. Lord, let them realize there's forgiveness those, for, for all those things. And we must leave it alone and go on to know the Lord. So, Lord, reinforce our spiritual walk. Reinforce our heart, our mind today. Let us walk in perfect peace and in health. And, God, if anybody doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, let them accept right now, confessing him with their mouth, believing in their heart, knowing that you were raised from the dead on the third day. Forgive us of our sins, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for helping me to get my hands off the shovel. And use my tongue for something that's more profitable than an instrument for digging. I thank you, Father, for this day, this opportunity.